Welcome to the Art of Intention podcast with Beth and Ayla, two best friends turned creative entrepreneurs. This is a place for us to discuss everything business, friendships, and faith, and occasionally more. We're so excited for today's episode. We think you're going to love it. Stay tuned. Happy Monday. Wow, it's hard to believe that it's been over three months already of this podcast. For today's episode, we have a question for you. Have you ever struggled with feeling like you have to choose between either nurturing your relationship with God or building your business? Kind of like it's an either or because sometimes you're being pushed really hard to scale your business um, and you feel like you just don't have time for other relationships or things in your life. Or maybe you've just observed when you work harder, you kind of pull away from God, but you didn't realize it until you looked back. Right. Whether you realized it in the moment or not, or whether it's something you've struggled with in the past or honestly are currently dealing with, this is the exact topic we're covering today. Both of us have dealt with a wide variety of things distracting us from our faith and have had to learn how to heal that relationship with God and completely recenter him in our lives. So we're really excited to jump into Mm -hmm. this. To start this episode off, in place of community news, today we are going to share a few resources that we think can help you in your journey as you maintain your relationship with the Lord and scale your business. Absolutely, because this is not something that we would ever expect someone to do on their own or to be able to do it well just by listening to us. So here are some resources that we love. Um, First of all, we're going to recommend some books. So something like The Faith Driven Entrepreneur by Henry Kastner. Um, Kim Avery has a book called The Prayer Powered Entrepreneur. Screwtape Letters by C.S. Lewis. These are three books that are really central to kind of developing my view of keeping God at the center of your business. Hmm. I love those. I want to check out so many of those. And I think you'll expand on one later today. So I'm really excited Mm -hmm. for that. Uh, A few resources to follow on Instagram. I'm a big fan of the Heart University. It's run by Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman. And you can follow each of them individually as well. Uh, They are all, especially, I really like Evie Rupp's page. Uh, She's been a really great example of someone who keeps God at the center of her life and business. And she currently has multiple super successful companies, also a photographer and photography educator. Mm-hmm. And I especially, especially, they also have the Heart and Hustle podcast and they have great right. resources for, um, I love how they word it. This is completely their wording, but uh, keeping God as your CEO. Love that. Oh, yes, that's right. They do. That is such great phrasing. Um Another uh, good resource, there's a website called christianapologetics.blog. It's great for looking up questions and researching topics that are faith-related. And again, just a way that as you navigate business and politics that come up in the entrepreneur world, um, there may be some resources there that can help you out. Love it. And just for a good faith-based resource in general, this is a podcast I listen to. It's called The Porch. The Porch is a young adults kind of group that runs out of Watermark Church in Dallas, Texas with really amazing sermons. So it's kind of less of that work-related, but uh, Chris and I listen to this one all the time. We listened to it really heavy in 2020 when things and stuff were going on. Uh, and there's amazing speakers. There's a few that have come and gone. So there's like a few different people who speak on it. But I really love their sermon structure. And they cover so many topics about work, 
marriage, mental health, and sometimes the hard to talk about topics of today and how to specifically stand strong in your faith in that and some really good encouragement of if it ever comes down to choosing your current issue or your faith, your faith is always worth it for so many reasons. And they explain Mm -hmm. it in such a good way. Uh, Kind of outside of work, like I said, their marriage ones are really, really great. And they have one specifically about being in your 20s and just keeping God the center of everything how crazy life gets one of my favorites to listen to so that's the porch love that before really diving into our tips for keeping god at the center of your business or entrepreneurship i think it's important that we define what we consider a faith-based business to be what it really looks like in practicality because for me keeping god at the center of your business doesn't mean you are out to prove anything to anyone Um, it's more about making sure that your entrepreneurship doesn't distract you from your relationship with God. Exactly. It's it's really all about making sure God still comes first right. over business. Jobs can be distracting, especially for entrepreneurs as they're working to scale their business. And we notoriously let our jobs become our whole lives. I'm super guilty of this. I'm so easy to distract. And because I love working and I love working hard, it's so easy for me to put work ahead of important things like my marriage and my relationship with the Lord. So I've had to take huge steps to correct that. So today we're going to be talking about how you can take small steps, easy steps to intentionally bring God back to the center of your life and business. However you run your business is up to you, but we want to make sure you know that having a faith-based business doesn't mean you have to stop what you're doing and rebrand as a Christian organization or only take Christian clients. We know there is sometimes a fear of looking into this topic because of the stigma around what a faith-based business can look like. And in saying that, I also want to encourage you not to be afraid to inform your following of your faith. If you're feeling like you're hiding your faith too much in your business, that feeling might be there for a reason. Absolutely. So let's roll right into some tips. So just a reminder that the resources we gave you earlier will definitely offer even more advice than we could fit into an episode. Um, But we have quite a few pieces of advice that we personally like to do. So over the next few minutes, we're going to be kind of giving you our own guide map that we put together over the years for ourselves with simple steps you can take that will keep God at the center of your business. So Ayla, why don't you start off with the first step? Yeah, will do. And obviously, as you can tell from the title of this and our intro so far, this is a faith-based episode and Beth and I are both believers and Mm -hmm. followers of Jesus in our own business. If that's something that's not a part of your life currently or you can't really relate to that, here is how we still think there's just some really great tips you can get from this episode in general and just some great kind of education on what other business owners might look like. So definitely still some good nuggets in this episode, no matter what your walk in life is currently. So my first tip, my first tip with keeping God in the center of your business and your life, this first one might be obvious, but hear me out because first off, I promise we get more detailed later, but I also really truly believe this is the first and foremost step in either healing or starting the process of aligning your relationship between God and your business. And that is prayer. Start yeah. your workday with prayer. 
pray whenever you have to make business decisions and really try to hear and heed God's guidance. How can he guide your business if you aren't spending sp- significant time in prayer? It's right. And this is a lesson for me too. Prayer isn't just for when times are tough. Be praying just as diligently in the good and easy times as you were when you're trying to survive hardships. And this yeah. doesn't mean you need to like wake up at 3 a.m. and devote hours to prayer unless you want to, then, you know, good for you. Do that. Mm-hmm. But start your workday off with enough time to spend with the Father. Human nature tells us to relax when times are good and it's all nice and easy, but we need to remind ourselves that prayer should be never ceasing. The Bible says to be constant in prayer, and that means in the good times too. And if you don't know what to pray for, this is a great time to just praise God and do a prayer of thankfulness for the blessings that you have and and for how well things are going. I just kind of went through this recently, taking a big shift in my business and work life, just some really great decisions that have come out of prayer. And then I've been living those good decisions for a while and just been like, I'm so smart for all these decisions I made for my business. And then kind of being Mm -hmm. taken back and realizing, no, a lot of prayer and a lot of asking God for so much during harder times brought about these good ones. Um, So I try really often to do like a prayer of thankfulness. And I've actually found in the last few years, both in hobbies and in like work, I love experimenting with inviting God into the small stuff. Like Mm. for those who don't know, I I paint as well. I went to art school. Um, I guess you could say I'm an artist, but I... I kind of started experimenting a few months back with even bringing God into that process, that process of like being in school, being given a prompt, being like, okay, God, what should I do with this prompt? What should I paint? What color should I use? How should I shade this? What style? And it's really crazy when you're so in tune with the Lord like that, what he'll say, like you wouldn't think he cares about little stuff like that, but it's just so fun. And I've been doing that with my business too, taking on a certain client or making a decision. I just, I love inviting him into the small stuff and seeing what he says, because like, he's got an artist's eye. He's got the best eye. Why not ask him some of that stuff? So it's actually a lot of fun for me to do that. Yeah. And in a true relationship, which is what our relationship with God is supposed to be, it's supposed to be relationship. The big things and the little things matter. And I know that I've personally seen God move in such amazing ways when I have fought to survive or when panic has set in because of something bad that happened in my business or my personal life. And I go straight to prayer and I spend more hours praying then than I do at any other time. Mm -hmm. And the problem is I should be praying like that every day. And sometimes I think I can't imagine how much better my business would be if I put it in God's hands every single day. So that's kind of been the goal behind me trying to really keep God at the center of my business is I want to put my business in his hands just in general. And if I see God move when times are bad, then I should go to him and ask him to move when things are good as well. And like you said, just asking for guidance on all of these decisions we have to make big and small. So anyways, okay, the next best way to keep God at the center of your business is to not neglect your faith, your regular faith-centered routines. So this would be things like going to church, Bible studies, um, regular Bible readings. Um, So I read the Bible uh, in the evening every day with Chad right before I sleep. Um, At the beginning of this year, we decided that we wanted to make our way from Genesis to Revelation, um, trying to do it in under a year. So it doesn't have to be super time-consuming. Like We just do it after work every night um, as we're winding down like um, just a couple chapters a night. In college, Chad and I did a lot more than this. We did church on Sundays. We did a Bible study on Tuesdays. And then we taught a Bible study on Thursdays. But so it was hard kind of going from like multiple times a week to what feels like 
none of that, but still trying to find a way to use the time that I do have to keep God at the center of my business and my life. So it can be just an example that it can be like time consuming or not, but just keeping it a priority is whatever um, regular routines you have, don't neglect those. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. That's so great. You guys are reading beginning to end. We just started a group Bible study on Tuesday nights and Mm. yeah, basically it's kind of moved around dates. We were doing Sundays, but then for summer we decided to do like Tuesday evenings so that people can vacation on the weekends or whatever they want to do. But whatever time that happens, that's like a non-negotiable, I'm not missing it. Like I'm not working extra hours. I'm not like, because it's really just like an hour or two of my time, even in busy season. It's like, I can take that to um, maintain just my faith in the time I can read. I'm also trying to read the Bible, Genesis to Revelation. I just finished Genesis like a week ago and I started in January. So it took me a while, but even just like not having a time limit on it. And it's just like, so long as I do it, it can take me some time, but so long as I get beginning to end, that's my goal. Exactly. And that actually leads super well into my next point. Um, And we just want to stress, this is a really important one for me, is to keep at least a church day or rather keep a Sabbath. Um, Ideally, this would be on Sunday, but I understand sometimes things work a little differently. Um, Whether you have time to do Bible studies or attend church or not, obviously I'm a big advocate of attending church and I'll kind of expand on that later, but the importance of community. you. If you want to keep God at the center of your business, then you have to be pouring into your relationship with him outside of work. Going to church on Sunday is a great way of putting all the other parts of your life on pause to prioritize a time with God and a godly community. Your relationship with with God is like any other human-to-human relationship. If you don't set aside time to talk and be with each other and grow together, how can you expect that to have any effect on any other area of your life? If you find yourself Sunday's a good productive time for your business, that's okay. But pick a day of the week and stick to it. That is your time with the Lord. Non-negotiable. After that, those were like lots of kind of foundational things that are in place. So prayer going going to church you know things that like right. maybe sound redundant but they're redundant for a reason they're so so important so after those kind of bigger foundational things we have a few more suggestions and actions you can take that are maybe more detailed and a little less obvious so speaking directly to those who maybe partner with other businesses or have sponsorships i would say make sure the sponsorships you take align with your values again this doesn't mean you can only be sponsored by like the bible app even though that would be great if the Bible app reached out to you, that would be great. But that's not the only thing you can do. What I mean by this is say, like, I don't know, a tarot reading horoscope app reaches out to you and wants to partner with you. That's not a sponsorship I would take in my business. And I wouldn't recommend that other believers take that. Who you partner with reflects on what you believe and who you spend time with affects how you act and how you grow, which definitely affects your business. And of course, if you're if you're wanting people to know that your business is indeed faith-based and led by the Lord, it wouldn't make sense if it was like, here's this, you know, for- fortune-telling tarot reading app. People might be like, really? Is that something you do? You know, like you want to keep yourself consistent. 
Exactly. Whatever that may look like to you. There's obviously all kinds of sponsorships. And if you're, it may be less or maybe more subtle than that, but you get the point. Right. And right. that once again leads into the next one. Um, and that would be be mindful of who and what you surround yourself and your business with. Be super aware of what you're consuming, you know, um, and this has to do with everything because as an entrepreneur, you're working from home. So whatever you surround yourself with while you're working, that's music you're listening to, what podcast you're listening to, um, are they ones that are morally sound and do they inspire you to build the faith-based business you desire? You know the phrase, you are what you eat? Well, we're also what we listen to because mm-hmm. we're a combination of everything that we consume, eat, listen to, watch, who we hang out with. I love seeing some of my favorite faith-based entrepreneurs read faith-based books and do regular Bible readings and all of this to show that their whole life routine is embedded with their faith. And it just, everything you do, even outside of work, if you're an entrepreneur, especially affects your business. So we're kind of branching out from talking about specifically business decisions because as an entrepreneur or a small business owner, every decision you make kind of boils down to being a business decision. Yeah, absolutely. The music and podcast is such an important one too. I think I remember you talking to me about that years back, like long before either of us were business owners. And I just like, I used to listen to all kinds of music that I've long since cut out. And I remember Mm. like showing you some of this and you were like, this isn't like good. This this can't be good for like, I I actually don't even know if I showed you anything, but I think like generally you were super mindful about like the music and content you let into your life. And I was just kind of like listening to whatever and not like, bad music like oh a rap song it was like more like heavy rock with like more dark themes that I've actually long like cut out of listening to and I remember you saying like music has such a direct influence on the rest of your life and I was like no I just like the tune I don't even listen to the words (laughs) like I just like the band it's fine but then I can I can look at the rest of like the trajectory of my life and remember how the rest of my life was going. And it's not to say that like a few songs here and there made me spiral or anything, but like I can definitely associate what I was listening to and what I was consuming with how I was doing in life. And I've long cut out a lot of like, this is a whole thing, but like I've cut out a lot of what I listen to, especially when you're trying to be productive and helpful and wholesome. It's just like, it's like you said, you absolutely are what you listen to and it's not stingy to be really particular about the music or podcasts or media that you let into your household because it affects you way more than you might think. Right. Well, that's the intentionality, right? Like that's the whole reason you and I have come to discover why being intentional with things is so important. That's the whole point of our podcast because if you're not being intentional about what you listen to or about what you do, you're going to find that little things creep in that are damaging you or your business or your faith or your your life in other ways. So intentionality is really important. Always, always. There's an art to it, you could say. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Anyways, next (laughs) thing um, that you can be doing that I think is a super important part to embed in your business. This one actually you can kind of take with a bit of a grain of salt. I know different Christians might think different things on this. So I'll kind of share like my thoughts, but I generally do think it's something important is donations, charity, and tithing. If we want to trust God with our business and truly put it in his hand, then a good way to do it is by tithing our business money. Uh, for those who maybe are a little unfamiliar with tithing or never really understood it, the entire thing is basically saying that you are giving a portion of your finances to God, that you trust him with all you have and are monetarily furthering the kingdom of God. And it's a good idea to do that with your business too. Um 
evidence in the Bible points that tithing is 10% of your income kind of given to the church. Now that can look different person to person. Do I really think that every single person has to be giving 10% of your business to the church? Not necessarily because there's different debate around that verse that says so. So right. I'll leave you to your own opinions on what you think of right. that. Yeah. But Chris and I have gone through multiple different seasons of tithing. Sometimes that is every week, every Sunday, donating to my church. Sometimes we've been sending money to missionaries out in the mission field or supporting other faith-based businesses. Um, so it's really, tithing's really changed. I'm not going to say that we sit and like give 10% to our church all the time because that's not what we're doing right now. Right. And some people we believe that tithing's not even necessary. So it's kind of up to you. I really like the principle of you are trusting God with that money and also like relying on the Lord with your finances is definitely a topic I'm really passionate about as someone who's lived off of faith-based income before. But overall, the principal thing to remember with money is that money is God's to begin with. It's like, we're just holders of it and stewards of it, but like it's going from his hands to ours and then right back into his kingdom all the time. And it's a tool, but it's not the most important thing in your life. So I really like tithing for the purpose of this money is God's to begin with. Why not sow it back into his kingdom? And even if I'm in a bit of a tough money spot, like I trust, I trust his hand in my business. I trust his hand over my income. Like why not right. sow that back into something that furthers the kingdom, whether that's giving to your favorite charity, your church, kind of whatever that looks like. I think it's right. a good idea. Exactly. And like you said, we're not telling you that you have to. These are just, this whole episode is just options for ways you can recenter your business around God without being like, oh, we are now a Christian nonprofit organization. Like any business yeah. can be centered around Christ and you can feel like you're giving your business to God um, in ways that are not just outwardly just being a nonprofit Christian organization Absolutely. or something like that. So it's just an option. It's just an idea. It's something that we like to do and there's different ways to do it. And pray about it. If tithing maybe confuses you and you're not sure what to do, ask. Jesus. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Back to prayer. Um, okay. So now we couldn't really do this episode without acknowledging and addressing the most common challenges that people like us are going to face when trying to build or maintain a God-centered business. So we're going to be sharing what those roadblocks are and how to navigate them. Um, so the first one is general, but it's distractions. It has been said that if something isn't pushing you towards God, it's pulling you away. And mm -hmm. that's because anything that isn't pushing you towards God is a distraction. And as hard as it may be to hear or to realize this, but even good and fun things can be distract distractions. The Screwtape Letters, it was one of the things I mentioned above that book, does one of the most phenomenal jobs at describing how this can happen. Um, I personally think that the number one challenge Christian entrepreneurs face is good, what I call good distractions or fun mm -hmm. distractions. These are things that are good, not just things we think are good, but things that are good, hobbies, um, you know, reading books, anything that can be fun. Um, it can be something like making your work your life, even though, but if it distracts you from God, then it's pulling you away from him. Um, if it eats up time that we should be devoting to our relationship with God, then it's a distraction that's pulling us and our business away. So distractions, think about what is a distraction um, right. that maybe you can fix. And again, I super suggest reading Screwtape Letters. It's a very short book. For those of you who've listened to any of our other episodes, I am not a reader. I would not recommend a book that is too heavy. Yeah, Just it's true. <laughs> yeah, it's going to change your perspective on good distractions and just kind of this whole topic 
it's going to be worth it. Go for that. Yeah. I love that concept. And it's something so near and dear to my heart because I spent a lot of time when I was in college being super distracted from the Lord. And Mm. it was like, honestly, this big, like, break that I took in my relationship with the Lord that I that really didn't need to happen like very much like I was wanting to travel so I was like I'll just work I'll just work and like just started working all my Sundays there was like years where I where I didn't really go to church and then I had friendships that weren't necessarily bad but I should have just also been pursuing more like Christian friendships that I let go and not to say you can only have Christian friends but like I had Christian friends that I kind of put to the side and let go for other friends that had different values different morals and I kept telling myself like well I'm just working and I'm just kind of grinding and I'm just finishing school and I'll and I'll come back to God later I'll come back to God later and then I did and God had things to say (laughs) about like (laughs) you were so worried about money you were so worried about your status and what other people thought of you like and you forgot me and not in a way to be like you're bad but it was just like I I never wanted to let that happen with my relationship with the Lord again because I just like it's like a friendship that you forget for a few years and then when you come back it's like why did you you could have always talked to me you know exactly exactly well and a quick note like you're saying of course Having it's kind of back to what we were saying earlier. It's who you surround yourself with the most and what you consume yeah. the most that's going to affect your actions and even your core beliefs and how you make decisions. So, of course, having friends of all walks of life is amazing and fine and good. But our best friends, the people we spend the most time with, we do need to be intentional that they are people who are building our life up and we're of the same community. That's very explicitly stated in the Bible that the people we spend the most time with do need to be people who share our morals. Absolutely. I 100% agree. I love that. Okay. Mm -hmm. The second conflict of interest or conflicts of morals that come up in business dealings um, and having to like kind of decide how to prioritize your faith in business. uh, This next one's a really hefty one and we're really like, we're looking forward to approaching it, but we understand this is a really big topic and there's kind of, there's lots of views that we're going to get into. So To explain this, here's our example. Christian photographers and even editors sometimes have to decide whether or not to take on work that involves the LGBTQ plus community. Now, this topic is not what this episode is about. We are simply kind of just using it as an example of the kinds of challenges you can face when learning to put God at the center of your business. So we're going to share our personal opinions on this and what we do. But most importantly, we are going to share the two different kind of viewpoints that Christian owners take on this topic so that you can decide what the best option is for you and your faith. Right. So yeah, to be clear, this is an example of the second category that we're talking about, the second roadblock, which is conflicts of interest between your morals and your business. So this is just an example of the kind of conflict of interest that you can come up with because it's honestly really big right now in society. So um, yeah. obviously there are Christian photographers and editors that do take LGBTQ plus work and those who do not. Um, I will share the viewpoint and the mindset that is typically behind those who do choose to work with them. Typically you see Christian photographers and editors express the belief that working with those in the LGBTQ plus community is a great way to show love and represent God to those individuals who have a different faith. Or the other mindset is that they don't believe a person's relationship orientation is any different than their political or religious orientation or anything else they might uh, disagree with. So, for example, they think, well, if I would work with an atheist or a Buddhist or someone who is on the opposite political aisle, then there's nothing different working with an LGBTQ plus couple. 
this is probably honestly where I struggle most with this concept. Um, I try my best to be non-judgmental and yet firm in my own beliefs. But that exact concept right there is probably the thing that has to make me think the most hard about this decision for myself and my business. Um, So I have a hard time figuring out like where the line lies here. I personally do not prefer to take on same-sex couples for my work. However, I also just don't attract a lot of inquiries for it. So, but anyways, before I get more into what I believe personally and how I run my business, um, Ayla, why don't you share what the other typical viewpoint is for something like this? Yeah. Yeah. Also, and just like, I I love your honesty in that, like, this is quite a topic and sometimes we don't have 100% of the answers. Like, I know we're an informational advice-based podcast, but definitely like, we're still always praying, always doing research, always seeking counsel for some of these topics. So I love that transparency. So like we said, there are two ways uh like two ways that christian business owners will usually handle this so like beth said there's people who will take on the work and take that as an opportunity to be jesus to the people and if they aren't doing that they are saying no and here's why the way they represent their faith is reflected in how they run their business and they believe that taking on clients of the lgbtq plus community we would be promoting viewpoints that they do not agree with they will believe that it crosses a line that they don't want to cross and they also believe that you shouldn't really be coerced into accepting or promoting something that you're not comfortable with so personally i'll share my my personal choice on this i choose always first and foremost 1000 thousand percent to love those people as individuals but I do not choose to work with them and I also want to clarify this real quick when I say I choose to love these people I know that's like a word that like or a point that people will bring up a lot like oh aren't you supposed to be like Jesus and love people if you're loving them why would you deny this thing and I I totally hear where people are coming from and I think that church can always be working harder to represent Jesus in the best way possible however The definition of the word love is very different from a biblical standpoint to a worldly standpoint. And the definition of love in the Bible does not mean to just kind of say yes to everyone who comes their way. And people can tend to be quick to quote that Jesus sat with the the prostitutes and the sinners. But if you'll remember, he did do that. Absolutely. And he loved them so much. But he Mm -hmm. said pretty shortly after these conversations with them to go and sin no more. And I kind of... And I like, okay, so also picture this. Let's let's talk about just a normal circumstance. Say you've got your best friend just started this new relationship that she's really excited about, but the guy's a jerk, like just an absolute right. jerk. You you see that she won't be safe in this relationship. You see she won't be happy. You can see that it's something that is going to be bad. You just have the worst feeling and evidence to back it up. She doesn't seem happy. Nothing really seems good. Would you, as a good friend, stand there and say like, I love this for you. You do you. You like do whatever makes mm-hmm. you happy. I support you. Or would you as a good friend be like hey i this gives this makes me nervous for you this makes me scared i don't think this relationship's going to be fruitful right. like i'm here for you every step of the way but i think you should break up which one is more loving that's kind of where i come back to on this issue and really could go into more detail with it but that's what i want to say by i love them as individuals like more i think more than christians will even let themselves say but uh like i said 
I wouldn't work with them. And I made the decision a long time ago to not let my faith make me afraid of losing work. To me, a faith-based business is one that does reflect your personal beliefs and your morals. So I want the work to take on to reflect that. Even talking about this topic on this podcast initially, I wanted to, I was tempted to take like a more soft stance, but it was immediately convicted and reminded that standing up for my values and my faith is light years more important than this podcast or business and maybe whatever comes from that. So if you're worried about sounding mean or how to say no, first off, remember that your faith and your standing with the Lord will always be more important. And it's okay to kind of be like, I'm booked for that date. Like, right. sorry, I'm booked. And that's, and that's okay. Right. Exactly. Well, and just, uh, I would like to say too, like, um, I think even a worldly definition of love doesn't mean always agreeing. And when people try to equate love means always agreeing, always supporting, always saying, yes, that's very dangerous. And I, real love, real love has truth. Like you were saying, Mm -hmm. real love is not love without the truth spoken as well. And it can be, again, you can always say things with love. You can wait to say things for, for the right time, but Love and truth are very hand in hand. And personally, for me, the reason I landed on choosing not to work with them, as hard of a choice as it is, boiled down to the fact that in today's world, sexual orientation and work within that community is not as subtle as other religious or political beliefs. So while mm-hmm. I, like I said earlier, I have a hard time with that line of like, well, if you'd work with other beliefs or other um, religions, what's the difference between this? And it's because it's really become an entire identity. And while I know it's not always true in every single scenario, overall, that has been come, that's become true of this movement. So working with that community is more of a statement and more of a stance than it is to work with any other political or religious mm, community. That's a good point. Now, if I was running my business maybe 30 years ago, there's a chance that honestly that I might choose differently. I'm not sure about this, but I'm just saying that simply because working with them in the past didn't mean you were joining them, promoting them, agreeing with them, that movement as a whole. And it's a movement now that involves so many other things. You know, it's not just one simple thing. This whole movement is very different. I think that everyone can understand what we're saying, Um, especially (laughs) with modern social media which I do think plays a big part in this too, uh, who you work with is very visible online now. So it's automatically, nowadays with social media, it's automatically a part of your brand. Whoever you work with now is a reflection of your personal beliefs because of social media and because it's all out there online and it's out there forever and anyone can see it. So I acknowledge, by the way, that not everyone thinks a brand should reflect personal beliefs. Like I get that. Some people are like, oh, brands are not meant for that. Keep your personal beliefs out. And I do agree with that. But remember today we're talking about people who do want their brand to reflect God. We're talking about how to be a God-centered business. So we're not talking about like, you know, people like Nike. Yeah. You, you make clothing and shoes, keep your politics out of it. But we're talking about people who do want their business to reflect God and entrepreneurs and small business owners. Often it's very different. You aren't fully expected to keep your, your politics out of it. Yeah. And one way that I was thinking of uh, earlier with like, I'll just run a few tidbit ways because I feel like we said like, uh, yeah, you don't have to be like Nike, make this big statement. But like 
what is what's like a quick way or two that you can brand your content to be to be kind of faith-based and so like we said yeah you don't have to like hop on your stories every single morning and be like remember i'm a christian like you know make it make it fit into your brand and stuff so super simple ways like i try to always when i do a reintroduction post every few months when i introduce myself to new followers somewhere in there always is something along the lines of jesus is the author of my story and i wouldn't have what i have without him and something bold not like really just like a bible verse which is you know great if you know your bible but i i really try to make it a bold statement of like i'm a believer and follower of jesus everything i have i owe to him in a reintroduction post in a get to know me on your socials feel free to throw in your bio you know i see like created to create or creating with my creator something like that that really communicates Mm -hmm. like i'd say don't be afraid to put that in your bio put that in a post i just um i got a i just got a new client in the last few months who does catholic weddings and i saw on her website on her little about me she had the a beautiful little story right at the bottom where she got really into photography and then like heard directly from the Lord like this is how she's going to bring the Lord to people is just through the power and the beauty of photography and it's totally okay to have a little segment like that in your about page like I found this because of this and I thank God for it like that I don't know if that sounds bold to people but to me that is a really great way to like honor the story the Lord's given you and completely give him credit over it so yeah like we said you know you don't have to you don't have to be like this corporation and it's like Christian Photography Incorporated or anything like that you're an individual you're a person who's been giving an an amazing story and whatever fits within you and your brand and your level of comfortability there's definitely ways to put Jesus in it and kind of Beth hinted to this earlier you'll continue to attract the clients you want maybe you get to do a beautiful church wedding that has some kind of um, Christian service that people like that people do like some couples like to worship on their wedding day you'll get to capture moments like that you'll get to share that and you'll get to continually attract people who whose values align with yours right and and maybe you're not seeking to try to just make this all more visible. Maybe it's more of like on a back end or more personal way. You just you're not trying to make your business more openly a certain way, but you just want your business to be given to God. So this applies mm-hmm. to either one. It can be people who are trying to make their business more of an outwardly God-centered business. Or if it's just like for me personally, I'm just trying to make sure that my business is guided by God. So that's like my perspective on, on my end is how do I make sure that God is making my decisions in my business? Um, yeah, so that's, that's more of my mindset on this as well. Right. So all of this to say, this is why it's super important to surround yourself with friends and other business owners who have similar beliefs so that you can chat about these tougher topics. Because like we said, we don't always know the answers either, but there's people with years beyond us with wisdom that they've gotten from maybe being in the industry longer or whatever. People who really understand these struggles and learn from another and keep each other encouraged and accountable. So if you want that, we definitely recommend community. Overall, the business Business decisions you make should reflect your beliefs and your relationship with God. Yeah, absolutely. And like we touched on earlier, if you're marketing yourself with Jesus at the center of your business, you likely won't attract clients who disagree and you might be super blessed enough to not have to face a scary decision like that in your business. Mm -hmm. However you decide to run your business is just fine, just so long as you aren't feeling 
conflicted internally. If you run your business one way and your personal life is run another, it'll be really difficult to merge the two and really impossible to make God the center and to give him your decisions. Absolutely. You won't go wrong with choosing for him to be the forefront, even if it makes some other things difficult. It is always, always, always worth it. Like other, like the other people have said, to have God in the CEO seat. He's really the one making your decisions because he's always, right. always got the best for you. So thank you guys for tuning in once again. We always look forward to getting to share our thoughts on topics like this. And we always hope you get something useful out of it and that it just kind of um, inspires you to think about stuff like this as well. Mm -hmm. Like Ayla mentioned, we plan to do more episodes in the future that take a deeper dive into more specific topics that we just had to kind of gloss over in today's episode. And we're always open to hearing your podcast topic requests. So if you have a request for a topic or an idea, send it to us on Instagram. Um, at Art of Intention Podcast. Also, as always, you can find us on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, and Zencaster. And if you're loving what you're hearing, don't hesitate to leave your review or five-star mm-hmm. rating. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.